He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Um, we're now going to move to the closed press portion of our task force meeting, so thank you very much. Among the only press in the world that does this. Seriously. Seriously. Seriously? Hey, folks. Hey, Drew Crew. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. It's Wednesday. It's hump day, my friends. Take that as you will. Do what you will with it. Just make sure we don't have to watch. But I am Drew Berkowitz. It's my show. Glad to be with you. Got lots to get into today. That was Joe Biden getting angry with the press. The media, who are simply, by the way, doing media things. I don't like the media. Full transparency. I think you know that. How but, dare they do their jobs? Right? How dare they ask questions? <laughs> and look, I don't like it either. I hate the shouting that always comes at the end of a press conference. But that's what they do. That's just what they do. You should expect that by now. You've been in politics for like 700 years. You should know. Now, I, I don't know that you actually understood where you were, what was going on. Maybe it just now hit you. I don't know. But I thought it was a great... A great little clip there. I bet his handlers were excited. I bet his handlers were excited because he he acted like a douche. Sure, he was not cool. They can they can whatever that'll that'll they can make that go away. But he didn't actually go off script. He didn't try and and think and respond to any of the questions. He didn't challenge anyone to push up contests. It's a win. In some ways, I don't know. That's Joe Biden. We'll talk more about Biden here in a little bit. Lots to get into today. We got Hunter Biden. We got Bobolinsky stuff. Tucker sat down with him again. We'll discuss it. We'll play you a clip. We got Elon and Twitter news. Plenty of stuff going on there. China, crazy COVID stuff. Man, they've been crazy the whole time. The government, that is. But this is crazy. You probably have seen the footage by now. But we're going to show it. Plus, booze and banter. We're going to get into the possibilities of tactical nukes. In Ukraine, what the odds are, what are some of the trigger points for it to get to that? What would the U.S. response be? We've got some conversations about that. We're going to talk Lori Lightfoot. We're going to talk Scooby-Doo. Yes, you heard me right. We're going to talk Scooby-Doo for a little bit. We've got plenty more to get to. That's all going to be where you can see it on screen right there over at Locals, DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. Get yourself an account if you have not already. Get your tail over there. Bring yourself a drink. Bring some questions. And let's get into our question of the day, which is... As follows, what is the question, Disco? Can we put it up there? What's the best police movie of all time? Best police movie of all time. Can be serious, can be funny, can be whatever. It's a it's a big catalog, you guys. A yeah, big, gosh. A big catalog. <laughs> I don't know that I have my answer ready, so I want you guys to start sending your answers in. We can discuss. We'll figure out what it is. We'll get there. As you send your responses in, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at GoldCo. Whether you've got an IRA, a 401k, a, a savings account, TSP, pension, you name it, things are not going so well in America right now. The economy is in tatters. Joe Biden is 
living up to all of his promises to destroy it. So at least he, he did that. He's unified people around the fact that no one likes what he's doing. So he, he in some regards, has, has lived up to that promise. But he said, right, he was going to use policies that would affect people. He lied to, about some people not affecting, you know, if you're making less than four, whatever. It affects everyone. Everyone's getting absolutely hosed right now by him and this administration and their policies. It is imperative that you protect your investment, and you can do so with GoldCo, our friends over there. If you've got retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. All you got to do is go talk to these people. They'll send you a free guide so you can learn how to invest and save some of your money. Get ahead of all that's happening. You go to DrewLovesGold.com. They'll give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualifying account. Again, they'll explain all of, the, uh, uh, all of this to you. It, there's no obligation. Fill out the form. Talk to these people. See if it makes sense for you. I think it does. Go to DrewLovesGold.com. You're going to be glad that you did. All right, let's get to these responses here. As you go to DrewLovesGold.com and you're sending in your responses, we'll, we'll get to the ones that we've got. We got Dirty Harry, Kindergarten Cop, 48 Hours, Police Academy, 21 Jump Street, some great ones already. Another Dirty Harry, Spencer. The other guys, I love it, Wahlberg and Farrell. Another Police Academy. Um, L.A. Confidential, Silence of the Lambs. Great one, AK Girl. I like that. Kindergarten Cop, another one of those. Okay. You know what's a good one? Is I'm not saying this is my answer. The Departed is a good one. There's some great people in that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That's that, 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 it's like an all-star cast. Yeah. That's, I felt that's like that a, was their rebuttal to like the Oceans movies. Like, well, oh, well. You're going to well, put everyone bring... in one movie? We'll do it, too. So we'll do the same. <laughs> 2,000 mules. Smokey and the Bandit, Super Troopers 1 and 2. Man, Silence would of the Lambs. Feds be, pretty... Would Feds be in there? Would you, do, would you think Feds? I, I think this is yeah. a, pretty, a pretty open thing. Lethal Weapons, Ginger says. Yeah, Lethal Weapons. All of them. Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, Die Hard. Dear God. This, I'm sorry that I did God. this to you guys. This question is near impossible. Super true. Well, let's forget everything else down. that we have on the show and let's just debate this. For yeah, the rest for the, of the show. This and... is maybe the show changes <laughs> and this is what it becomes. We just we we have one question and we debate it for an hour. I think it could actually be fun. We have clips pulled. Speed one and two. Damn it. I that's not oh a bad idea. Gosh. Robocop yeah. training day. Great yeah. movie. You know, what's another mm-hmm. good one is end of uh, end of watch. End of watch is guess. It was a good movie. The Fugitive. Yeah. Yeah, get the marshals involved there in the in the man. U.S. Marshal, that was a good one. Yeah. Seven. Wow, that's <laughs> in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> and I love it how he like he figured it out. He's like, don't open the box. Just don't do it. You know, it's like he'd he had made it, he'd clicked it and he figured out what it was before it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah you so. don't, you don't. Beverly Hills Cop, great one. I'm so I'm a, oh, I think Departed is maybe one of the best done ones, with with great people in it. It's it's dark, it's fun. Um, from Hell, okay. Phone booth, okay. You did a good job with the SWAT the SWAT movie. That was down. Like, I, the I SWAT was show. They yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. They, did, they, they did a good job. Good job. Good yeah. Good, job. good, not great. Samuel Jackson. Nice, not thrilling. Um. Serpico, Zodiac, Fargo. Oh, Fargo is great so, too. Fargo, Son of Zodiac a is great. Bitch, this is this is tough. 
Um, okay, great responses. I, I So I think Departed is one of the better ones, but I'm an 80s homer. I'm an 80s homer, so I think, and, and into the 90s, but I, I think... I think the Lethal Weapons probably take oh, the Untouchables. You know what? Yeah, That's gosh. it. That's my favorite cop movie. That's <laughs> it. Great job, right? You, you got my head on track. I love Lethal Weapon. I love the Beverly Hills Cops movies. I think those are great. Yeah. Die Hard is the great, you know, is a great series. But since Die Hard wins as the most epic and best Christmas movie of all time, we'll debate that again in December. Let's not get into it now. I'm right. If you disagree, you're wrong. Um, but I think... <laughs> Um, I think Untouchables, man, that's epic. And talk about a cast. That's a great cast. Yeah. Fallen. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't get me going on Fallen because I get that that song stuck in my head. Um, Born Supremacy. Yeah, that's, that, that that would fall in. You know, espionage or intel. Love Minority it. Minority Report. That would be cops. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I agree. I agree. Forty eight hours are great too. Yeah. All right, this was a yeah. tough question. Um, <laughs> clearly, we could get distracted for a long time. I love all the feedback. The answers keep coming in. Keep sending them I'd in. Keep engaging. Say, I'd have yours? to say Riggs. I'd have to say Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Just, okay. Yeah. Getting too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Miss Congeniality. There we go. It does. I mean, it, oh, it yeah. does. It qualifies. Well, that's FBI. It, yeah. She's FBI. But she's, I mean, it's law enforcement. That's cop. You're a cop. You're yeah, a fed yeah. cop. But Cigarette okay. um, agrees. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover movies. BM, hello to you. The question, BM, get ready for this. Three ninjas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the question, BM, is what is the best police movie, cop movie of all time? Good luck. It's an impossible question. There's too many good ones. Okay, so rescue efforts are continuing in South Florida in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, and the Coast Guard is on the scene rescuing people on the, on the islands uh, who have been cut off from the mainland, Sanibel, places like that, et cetera. And we talked about this some in, in Booze and Bantry yesterday, right? So Biden has praised the Coast Guard and their efforts to rescue people as he should, as anyone should, and we do as well. We applaud them for, for all their efforts, them, the National Guard, everyone who's doing amazing work here in the state of Florida. But like I said, like we discussed yesterday, there is one of the coasties that Biden talked to and is praising is about to get kicked out of the Coast Guard because of the vaccine mandate. He's got, according to him, 30 to 60 days before he's out of the service. And yet he's being praised by Biden in the White House. Say, hey, thanks for all that you did, you did and are doing down there. But we're still going to kick your ass out. Uh, no, he doesn't know what's going on. He has no clue what's going on. But KJP, the token press secretary, was asked about this. Here was the response, or lack thereof. The president recently praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers. One of them reportedly um, faces termination because he isn't vaccinated. And I'm curious, given the threats that we're facing abroad, would the president ever reconsider uh, that vaccination requirement or consider issuing more exemptions. So as you as as you can imagine, the president has the most the deepest respect uh, for the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, that is something that uh, uh, you would hear from him uh, directly uh, and the country, the president and the country are grateful for all of the U.S. Coast Guard heroes uh, that have led the effort uh, to save uh, lives in Florida. 
Uh, we have seen that with our very own eyes uh, these past couple of days. Uh, I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on this on this issue, on this individual questions. It's not something that I would uh, comment from here, but uh, you know there. Uh, of course, uh, have been multiple vaccination requirements, as you know, in place for quite some time. Uh, and uh, but again, I'm not going to comment here from here on an individual case. So there you go. Another word salad. From the worst press secretary of all time. I mean, she is like I, I keep joking. I, I'm not joking. I'm serious. I keep saying it. it sounds like I'm joking. She has not answered a question yet since taking this job. She, like her predecessor, Jen Psaki, who at least would answer some a little bit more, usually not, usually not, but they just defer to people. I mean, she said, she went on for a minute and a half and in the end just said, I'm going to defer you to the Coast Guard, refer you to the Coast Guard. The double standards here are amazing. Can you imagine if any of Trump's secretaries or any, let's let's take Trump's name out of it, right? Because that'll trigger someone. Imagine a conservative president's press secretary saying that, you know, giving that non-answer. They would have been eviscerated. They would have been torn to shreds. But the bootlicking mainstream media totally accepted KJP's answers. And what's hilarious is, did you notice? She, she knew she had no answer for that. Did you notice she's flipping through her binder for, you know what, I'm just going to tell you to go talk to the Coast Guard. Did you really need a binder for that? And did you really need to talk for a minute and a half only to say that? It's just remarkable. She's got to fill time somehow. She can't just stand there and do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting paid for this, so I'm going to say words. It's theater, man. She's acting like she's prepared, hard at work. But uh, it's it's ridiculous. What were you going to ask? I was going to say, does she get paid like per minute that she talks? That's, she did. that's what she, it is. She's she's due for a raise. She probably what it could. seems like. Yeah. What, yeah. She probably demanded that. Look, I got the job because I'm a black lesbian woman. And even though it's supposed to just be a salaried position, I would prefer because of, you know, reparations and whatnot that you pay me by the minute that I speak. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure someone won't like that comment. But the so let's keep with the Bidens, though. So she's defending Biden there, who's literally calling and praising someone that he's about to take their job. Hey, great work. Best of luck figuring out how to take care of your family for not taking a shot that has been proven to to not work and or possibly give you some significant ramifications. But <clears throat> Hunter, who we've we've talked a lot about. Smartest guy Joe knows Hunter Biden. Remember that. Smartest guy Joe knows. Guy who admitted on live national television to snorting Parmesan cheese he was so desperate. But you had Tony Bobulinski, who has reemerged to tell his story about being Hunter's business partner and try and shine a spotlight on everything that this Biden family has done, how, how wretched and corrupt they are. So like I said, he was a business partner of Hunter and Jim Biden before the 2020 election, and and you saw the special. He was raising red flags. Tucker Carlson sat down with him. You saw all of that. Bringing bringing a spotlight onto this corrupt and broken family's business dealings around the world prior to the election. We, of course, now know, too, that the FBI and everyone else was in concert to make this go away. So despite the fact 
that we had the laptop and we have all the emails and we have the pictures and we have the videos and we have the business partner saying, yes, that's true, that's true, and here's how this worked and here's why it's even worse than you think. Despite all that, nothing happened, and here we are in 2022 with our country on the verge of destruction. But Tony sat down again this week with Tucker Carlson and talked about his interaction with the FBI during all of this. Here's just a small snippet of that. I encourage you to watch all of it. Here's a snippet of that interview. For the sake of our country, for national security, um, at that point, he was uh, candidate Joe Biden. Now he's the sitting president of the United States, the most powerful uh, person in the free world, and um, daunting. So at the end of that five-plus-hour interview, the head of station uh, told my lawyers, listen, an individual named Tim Tebow is going to run points on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. Some of the people that were in the room weren't well-versed on all these facts. We may want to have people come in from Baltimore or Delaware. And, you know, I was ready to sit down with anybody that needed me to or travel wherever I wanted to. And, um, and so the head of station gave my lawyers um, Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Tim was not there that day. I think he was out of Washington, D.C. But my lawyers had an hour, hour and a half call with him that Friday night, October 23rd, and subsequent calls through the weekend and the following week when I was then coming on um, your show to uh, provide the facts to the American people. And um, they were supposed to be working a follow-up interview. And Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal counsel, was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided. Uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in uh, for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from him since. At all? No. Nor have my lawyers. No communication whatsoever? No. Since before the 2020 election? Correct. It's shocking. Uh, shocking, yeah. That would be one adjective, yeah. Tell us about Tim Tebow. Um, I didn't interact with him. My lawyers right. did and had extensive discussions, obviously. All right, so Tim Tebow, not the same uh, stud Christian, awesome human being, football player, baseball player, who lives here in town, by the way, in Jacksonville. We're talking about Tim Tebow, the, the FBI agent who's a corrupt, disgraced, and fired now FBI agent, who was supposedly the lead investigator in the Hunter Biden laptop case. And he never once, never once met with Tony Bobulinski or his team. Seems like, as Tucker says, that's shocking. It's quite the oversight, right? But instead, instead of doing his job, not just for the sake of justice, which is, is a big deal, but because of how big this would have been for the election. Again, reminder, no one likes Biden, and even the Democrats who, who actually showed up and, and for real in, in person voted for Biden, huge numbers, as high as 30% in some polls, said they would not have voted for them had they known about Hunter Biden and the Biden family corruption prior to the 2020 election. Because it was, it was suppressed. I mean, the New York Post story on Twitter. On Facebook, all of this stuff. You've heard Zuckerberg talk about how the FBI told them not to put anything on there about that. Now, it, it was totally crammed down. We were trying so desperately, not just here on the show, but all of us conservatives who work in media, to get the story out there. And it, and it didn't matter because the, the people who don't pay attention to the news and to politics just heard what you know the mainstream media told them on television. So they didn't believe anything. 
And a lot of people said, yeah, if I knew that, I would have never voted for that guy. So instead of doing his job, seeking justice and the facts in this case, he, he gave cover to the Biden family. He gave cover to the Biden campaign during the run-up to the election to make sure any details of their family corruption were suppressed, hidden. And effectively, whether that was their intent or not, I know it was for some of them, some in leadership, some around the D.C. swamp who were, who were working with the Bureau and the Department of Justice and other people. But effectively, what the FBI did by not pursuing any of the, ev- any of the evidence, and they still have not to date, is they swayed an election. So call it whatever you want to call it on the other side of the aisle. But that's what happened. That's the, the net result is you swayed an election. And you had, as I said before, and we've talked about a lot, you had the FBI, social media, you know, all the, all the big tech folks who have come out and said it as much. Twitter and Facebook have said it. Not making this up. I'm not speculating. They have, have talked about it. The most recent one was Zuckerberg talking on Joe Rogan's show. But you had the mainstream media, big tech, the Bureau, Department of Justice, all working in concert to make sure that Joe Biden was installed as president and that President Trump, like him or not, could not be put in office. He would not be back. Because establishment people, as we always talk about, it goes on both sides of the aisle. Think of all the Republicans who hate Trump. Establishment types do not want anyone who's not in their club to infiltrate, have visibility into their thiefdoms, disrupt their thiefdoms. And that's what, that's what President Trump was to him. Again, you don't have to like President Trump. That's, that's not what this show is about. You need to understand why they hate Trump and why they are terrified of Trump. He is a massive threat to them. Massive threat. And the evidence as it pertains to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, the whole corrupt family is overwhelming that Joe's influence was being peddled by Hunter to enrich the Biden crime family. There's so much to, I mean, it, this is, this is that you could have a rookie out of a police academy at a local law enforcement place. And no, that's no slam on local law enforcement at all. They're, they're amazing. And in some places, I, in some ways, I think a lot better than our federal cops. You could have a rookie though, just out of the academy, have this kind of data, this kind of evidence, these details and facts, and have a lock tight case right out the gate. This is not hard. You could have a kid who stars in a, in a child fiction book, the friggin' Hardy Boys, whatever, who, who, who could close this case with what they have in their hands. The problem, though, is the D.C. insiders have a two, two-tier justice system. And it's becoming crystal clear to most Americans how that system works. We've known it for a while. A lot of other people are waking up to it seeing how it, how it really works, how it really functions. If you're on this team, you're good to go. Do whatever you want. No problem. There's no, no, no consequences. If you have different political opinions than us, it doesn't matter if you did something or not. You're in trouble. It's also clear that this, that this current leadership at the Bureau is out of control. It's out of control. Sticking with the theme, so we'll see. I, all that to say with the Bobulinski stuff, will it go anywhere? Again, they've had all of this evidence for years. They had it well before. They had it at the end, the end of the year prior to the election year. I, I, I don't see it going anywhere, sadly. We've got to win. We've got to take things over, and we've got to 
prosecute people who broke the law, who manipulated all sorts of things, not just not just this investigation, not just how things worked on social media, all of that, they need to be taken down. There's, there, it can't just be a slap on the wrist. There has to be significant consequences. Precedent has to be set, because unfortunately the precedent that's been set right now is do whatever you want. If you're on our team, you'll get away with it. We've got the media on our side. We've got big tech. Don't worry. We'll lie. We'll cover it up. No one will be the wiser. Anyone who questions it, ah, we'll just call them a conspiracy theorist. But sticking with the theme of elitist club members, James Murdoch is hosting a Communist Party fundraiser this week. Did you guys get the invite? Are you going disco? No, I'm, I'm booked that day. I can't. Yeah, he no. wanted me to come. Um, that's what he told my people. At least I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. I don't like getting dressed up. He didn't invite me. But the vegetable in chief is going. Yeah, Joe Biden is going. He's going to fly to New York this week as a part of an effort to help shore up Senate Democrats' chances by attending a fundraiser at the Manhattan home of Rupert Murdoch's son, James Murdoch. He was also, James, a top donor for the Biden 2020 campaign. He resigned from Fox News back in 2020. His wife, Catherine, is an environmental activist who has donated heavily to Hillary Clinton and the DNC. And here's a teaching point, too. So she desc- she's described Catherine as an environmental activist. Just so you know, whenever you see a multi-multi-millionaire who's described as an environmental activist, that person is an authoritarian globalist using the cover of activism. That's what's happening there. That's who these people are. That's who his wife, Catherine, is. James is his own kind of douche. And he put $100 million, James did, into his nonprofit, Quadrivium, the Quadrivium Foundation, which made substantial donations during the 2020 election cycle. And we had one of our writers on the team look into Quadrivium Foundations, which is kind of, it's kind of, if I'm going to be honest, it's kind of a fun name, Quadrivium. And we had, had them look into them and what their mission is. And not surprisingly, it's a foundation that funnels money to radical activist groups whose intentions are authoritarian control over the U.S. through censorship disguised as social, environmental, and democracy advocates. We'll go deeper into this foundation uh, in the coming days on Booze and Banter. I've, I've got the team. We're, we're doing a deep dive into Quadrivium, and, and we'll get a lot more on this foundation. But the foundation also gave millions to groups supporting Biden, opposing Donald Trump, and fighting extremism. Their new favorite word, extremism. That's, that's their new phrase for hate speech. And it's a term, like so many of their other campaigns and, and narratives and agendas, that's so loose, right? It's such a broad term that they can use it however they say fit, however they see fit. You've got questions about vaccines? Extremism. You've got questions about the government? Extremism. Questions about the election? Extremism. You think that Facebook and Twitter, not for long at Twitter, but Facebook and Twitter and the other big tech platforms suppress conservatives? No. Extremism. It's just another censorship tool created by the left to censor and suppress free speech and he's james murdoch having this party that biden's going to is just another example of an authoritarian elitist and his commitment to total dominance of those who aren't in his elite circle sick people we got some sick 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 people out there these days folks not just these days they've been there
but they're coming out in droves now. They're taking their masks off. They're letting us know who they are. All right, everyone hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Continue to engage in the chats. Make sure you are subscribed on whichever platform you are consuming the show on. Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, like we always say, YouTube is unsubscribing people at an alarming rate. They have been for about two years, since the election. Since the election. So fun. I love them so much. What should we get YouTube for Christmas? Maybe, um, uh, what was that website that I found the other day? Um, oh, a bag gummy... of dicks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. One of the big, cho- one of the big chocolate ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just send it on over. I don't know. See, the thing is, the people who work at YouTube probably would enjoy They might the be very excited yeah, about like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> I mean, we could go the old school thing that, you know, we did growing up, you know, Fleming bag of poo you know throw it on the door and run you know yeah (laughs) i think their security is more you know sophisticated than like yeah like eat it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right we appreciate like i said you guys being here while you're here please check out my pillow guys they've got a fall special on towels they've got all sorts of deals going on over there on the site it's a great american company we vote with our dollar it's important that you go and support companies who are american-made American um, rooted companies who love this const- con- constitution country can't talk. Um, My pillow is definitely one of them. They take great care of us here at the show. So head on over there. You can get these uh, bed sheets right here as low as twenty nine ninety eight. Save big. All you got to do is use promo code Drew, but you can save up to sixty six percent off of other products there on the site as well. All you got to do is go to mypillow.com, Use promo code Drew. Okay, we're gonna talk Twitter. We're going to talk a couple other things here coming up in a few seconds. Stick around. Be sure to sign up at Locals for both free and exclusive content from Drew Berquist. Head over to drewberquist.locals.com and join the community today. Damn sure better. All right, so after all this hubbub, right, all of this back and forth, I'm buying Twitter, I'm going to restore it, make it a free speech platform, I'm going to make the algorithm public so everyone can see what's happening and what's been happening. We know what's been happening. Elon does too, that's why he's saying that. Two, you know what, they've got too many bots, they won't share the real data with me because they're awful people, and they are. I'm not buying it. I'm going to sue. We're going to court. We're going to court. We're going to fight, yada, yada, yada. It's going through. I'm buying it. You know what? I'm, buy- I'm buying it. The original offer, $54.20 per share, $44 billion value. And that was the news this week, causing stock prices to, to surge as much as 22%. Uh, again, these guys have been fighting each other, going back and forth. Must trying to get out of the deal. And I still think, and he still, I think he still knows too. Look, this is this is going to be a headache. The legal battle, all of this stuff is is crazy. There are more than five percent bots, of course there are. But I'm sure he and his team over this time and this period have come up with a plan to mitigate that, still make it worth what Elon Musk can probably make it worth. So he's going to go through the deal, and it apparently could take place as soon as Friday. Now. Let's all stand by to stand by because we know how this is, has, has happened. 
and how we got to this don't point. Don't hold your so, breath, people. Exactly. Don't hold your breath. But they're saying, some insiders are saying it could happen as soon as Friday, which would be great. And here's what would be interesting. The release said, Shelby says that he knew that about the bots before he made the offer. I'm sure he did. He wanted them to disclose it. They refused to. He, he still can afterwards. So, um, but what's going to be interesting. Well, what, go ahead. So, sorry, what I was going to say is, you know, if the headache of seeing if the bots are, you know, you know, what's out there. I almost could see him being like, you know, let's just buy this. We'll do, we'll do the research when I get the company, and then we will turn all that stuff off and button every, you know, and like we'll just we'll correct it once we get it, you yeah. know, because I could see that just him being like, I'm over this, like I'm done. Let's just get through this, get it over with, and then we'll build it to what Twitter should be or should have been before it got corrupted. Yeah, you know. Well, obviously the timing of it is very interesting. You know, so if it happens, whether you're a Musk guy, not a Musk guy, again, I say that for so many people, and I don't do it just to placate to people. Like, I, I, I don't, if you like Musk, great. If you don't like him, fine. But this could be good for social media. This could be good for America. It's not 100% certainty that it will be, but it's certain, it, it sure seems like it will be. So I hope it goes through. And the timing of it with the midterms coming up, things would have to go quick. But with the midterms coming up, it could be really interesting because earlier this year when he, this all started, this, this, this dramatic saga that could be like a documentary at this point started, he said that he would unban Trump from Twitter. Something that still is absolutely mind-boggling and crazy that Twitter and all of these social media platforms banned their free speech platforms, banned the leader of the free world from their platforms. But we've talked about that. We're not going to go back into that. But he said, no, no, no. I don't think that permanent bans should be used other than very sparingly. And we would release that, that ban and, and allow Trump to be back on there. Now, Trump has said, hey, I've got Truth Social. I'm just going to stay here on Truth Social. I'm not coming back over there. But, but, I, I know that, Shelby. But here's my thing. If he changes his mind, and he absolutely should, Trump, he can have a huge impact on Twitter. And, and possibly, if, if, if the deal goes through as soon as this Friday, a huge impact on the midterm elections. So I get it. Look, Trump is an egotistical guy. He's pissed at the world, and he's got good reason to be. He's pissed at Twitter, old Twitter, and, and all the big tech platforms. But if he's freed up there, if he's freed up there, whether Musk likes him, doesn't like him, whether he likes Musk, doesn't like him, none of that stuff matters. If he's freed up to have his account and his colossal, I mean, it, he has a huge following there. He can, again, make a significant impact not just on the midterms and this current election cycle, but, but future election cycles to come, whether he runs or not. He can play kingmaker. He can do that at rallies and other stuff too, sure. But it would be a big move. And people are saying, you know, not sure if I'm sold on Musk yet. That's fine. You don't have to be. I'm not necessarily either. But what he is saying he will do for Twitter is something that we should all be okay with. It should be both sides. You can be a crazy-ass person here, a crazy-ass person here, a reasonable person here, or a reasonable person here, and you're all welcome here as long as you're not threatening people or doing something that is literally illegal. 
you're welcome to be here. So I, all that to say, I hope that Trump can get over himself and Truth Social, which still has a lot left to be desired in terms of a platform. I think it will get there. It's off to a, a decent start. I don't really do anything on it, full transparency. I think we have an account, but I don't really do anything on it. But it, it would be good for the conservative movement if he took back his account where it offered back to him and used it in concert with his truth social. Use all of them. Use all of them. Reach as many people as you can. Don't be stubborn with it. That's my take. Well, what's the deal that he has with truth social? Isn't it something like, you know, he's got to post it there first and then after an hour he can post it anywhere else? Something I, like that. I don't remember what the deal is. I, I was trying to look it up, and I can't. I can't find it anymore. But I believe that's what it is. So even why would he have a to, deal like that? It's his company. Why would you lock yourself into a deal like that? Like Devin Nunez runs it, but it's. Yeah, I don't know. I, there, I don't know. there was other people talking about. Like at one point, Parler was trying to get him over there before Parler went down, then came back up, then went down. They're a hot mess. Um, I, I think people, it's just. I think it was just to drive traffic to Truth Social when it first started. When so it maybe, first started, yeah. Maybe, Maybe it's not like that anymore, but that's what I remember. That's what it was when it first started. Um, and so, I mean, but even still, even if an hour later it was going on Twitter, he would still be reaching that much more people. Right. <laughs> you know, like it would be fine. I mean, what was his final Twitter account? Do you, do you, do you, can you pull that oh, up? Yeah, let me see. But it has, it has people flipping out now that, now that it looks like the deal's back on with Musk and Twitter. It has people flipping out. The media is running scared as to what the consequences of this deal are going to be and and basically they're admitting which again we don't need the left or the mainstream media to admit to us what we already know that that it's been censoring the crap out of conservatives there's been another purge this week where people are losing thousands of followers just for no reason but there's NBC's Ben Collins who said this for those of you asking yes I do think this site can and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets control over it No, there is no immediate replacement. If it gets done early enough based on the people he's aligned with, yes, it could actually affect midterms. I.e., we've been using this. We've been using this to suppress the other side, which, again, we don't need them to tell us that or admit that. We know it. We've experienced it, felt it. Twitter's not my biggest thing that I do. But I'm verified on there. I'll put some stuff out every once in a while. I've lost thousands upon thousands in, in the last year with their, their purge. Not nearly as many as some of the people who live and exist and, and are going to live and die on Twitter, which I don't know why people want to because I think it's, 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 it's hell on earth. Maybe it gets better this way around. But anyway, so, th- go ahead. Do you have the number? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Who's so <laughs> trustful. So, so trustworthy. Trustful. <laughs> When Twitter permanently banned Trump from his platform in January 2021 during the final days of his term, his handle at Real Donald Trump had over 88.9 million followers. Okay, I was going to guess 92, so I was close. That's that that is a big audience. Why would you not use that audience? Is my question. I I think it's I think it's reckless not to use it. In my opinion, is he calling and asking? No, but maybe he will. May, maybe he will. I don't know, but. <clears throat> So this guy, Ben Collins, says this, which, again, is essentially an admission that tools like big tech can be used to alter elections. And they absolutely can. And, of course, they have. Of course, they have suppressed 
our voice. Ever since, and it's not just them, ever since one month, one month prior to the 2020 election is when YouTube basically turned my channel off. There are some of you there watching the show today, and I'm glad that you are, and I hope more come back. But that's when we went from millions upon millions upon millions of views a week to essentially nothing because they hate freedom. And the same thing happened on Twitter, and the same thing happened on Facebook. So again, all of course they have. But this Ben Collins joker continues on. He said, if Musk is really taking this site private, there are no real guardrails anymore. Rulemaking can be... <laughs> anyway, he, he, I'm not going to read the rest of it. He goes on this long rant talking about how there's no guardrails. He is all concerned. So all that to say, here comes this way, and watch for this change in rhetoric. Watch for this change in rhetoric where you hear the left switch from there. It's a private company. They can do whatever they want rhetoric that they've been spilling and spewing all over the place to, he can't do that. There's got to be guardrails. There's got to, we need to have hearings. We need to have testimony. We need to have this. We need to change section two that we need to change all of these things, all the stuff that we've been talking about forever. They're now going to collectively lose their shit on. It's going to happen. I mean, it is already happening and the deal's not even gone through. Anywho, <clears throat> all right, so we'll see what happens with it. I, I, I want to see the deal go through. I want to see Trump come back on there because I think that if Trump's back on there, his, you know, his supporters are back on there, and, and other people who are conservatives who don't support Trump, because there's people who don't support Trump who are still squelched and or banned from, from Twitter, I think it, it becomes the town hall as broken and nasty as it is that it's supposed to be, and both sides can say whatever they want. And our, it's, been, it's been literally 100% lopsided. We've not been able to get out our messaging. So I would, I would try, if this goes through, to potentially use it more, see what things that they do there with this new team, this new leadership. I would give it a shot. I'd give it a shot. Wasn't Musk saying that he's going to also open up to the uh, possibility of having ads and stuff for – for yeah. posts and so that so there's monetization and everything so it's not like you have to have a three-minute video you could just have a post that goes viral and make like you know make some money off of it yeah you know i mean that's it's great 100 percent, 100 percent. so i look again me me rooting for it to happen doesn't make me an elon musk guy i think what he's doing is what is needed here so he gets cre credit where credit's due he saw something that's broken he's got more money than all of us combined times a, a, a billion. <laughs> and he, he saw that it needed to be fixed and, and he gets mad props for that. He's historically been a Democrat. He's been a little bit more right of center, like most people are these days because of how far the left has gone. So I, again, I, I'm cheering for it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, let's say. All right, so China's been going for COVID zero since the whole Wuhan, uh, Wuhan lab leak. Sorry, I can't talk. The same lab that was, as documented, performing gain-of-function research that was being funded by the NIH, by the way, with the blessing of little man Dr. Anthony Fauci, even though he was told to put a pause on it by Obama. Kept going. We know how that turned out, right? Well, check out this video. Do we have that video? Hold on. It, it, it got corrupted. Okay. I'm, I'm re-bringing I'm re it in right now, so give me a minute. Okay. So 
and I can kind of just describe it to you. Again, a lot of you have probably seen it. It's been floating around social media the last day or two. But you've got, as you've seen so much over the last several months, years, Chinese officials chasing down, chasing down citizens, putting them in camps. They're, of course, dressed in, in the full white hazmat type suits. Absolutely just, it looks, it looks like a movie, right? We've seen, you've seen people put behind fences like the scene. I always think of when I see people in, in like containment camps and camps like that. I think of the scene from Red Dawn. Avenge me! Such a great movie. Totally is. Um, but this, this, this scene here takes things to a whole nother level because you've got the same people in their white suits controlling Chinese citizens. And this time they've got <laughs> assault weapons and automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Do, do we have it or is it transcoding? Uh, just, just transcoding it now. Okay. Well, we'll pull it in here in a second. But the people are shouting okay. during it. Are you going to kill all of us? Are you going to kill all of us? You got it? Yep. All right, let's play it. We'll play it real quick and we'll talk about it. So that's the scene, right? People in white suits, carrying guns, long guns of some sort. I couldn't, I didn't zoom in. I couldn't see exactly what it was, but carrying long guns and oppressing their people. And again, like I said, they're shouting that the, the people in the, in the crowd are shouting, are you going to kill all of us? And the answer is if they have to, <laughs> they'd, they'd be fine with that. Ask the Uyghurs. But th this is what Democrat governors, I show it because it's an awful scene. It shouldn't happen anywhere in the world, but obviously it does. Bad things happen all around the world. We've got awful governments, awful leaders doing awful things to their people. And, and China is one of the most prime examples of that. But this is what Democrat governors here in America would have loved to have done during the 2020 lockdowns. And I know that sounds crazy to some people. But this is the type of force that Democrats enjoy. They, they want that kind of that level of control over their citizens. And again, some might say that's crazy. That's, nah, that's, not, that's not true. But you guys... You got to remember, Democrats hate individual freedom. They hate this country. They don't want you to be some free, independent thinker doing whatever you want, unless, of course, you're a child wanting to mutilate your genitals without parental consent. They're, they're okay with that. You can, you can freely think that. But when it comes to freedom of speech and movement and enjoying your constitutional freedoms, your God-given freedoms. They want to be the supreme arbiters of who, where, and when people can move. So in my opinion, whether that's, whether that's a legit video, a propaganda video, or whatever it might be, we've seen lots of bad stuff there happening, so it, you know, it, it would seem that it's, it's legit. But even so, the fact remains, we have people here in America, we have politicians and members of the so-called elite here in America who, no doubt, if they could have gotten away with that, they would have done it in a heartbeat. And they still would now. 
they still win now. But they're having to take a beat, even though the masks are off, they're having to take a beat and say, okay, maybe we overplayed our cards because people are waking up. People aren't too happy with this. How do we keep pushing forward, get the control we want, install these new systems, policies, and ideologies that we want to help govern our country without causing an upheaval? It's crazy. It's crazy time. And by the way, Texas Panhandle, I think it was, just watched Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Watched it a couple weeks ago for the first time. You're talking the original, right? And if you are, oh, Tex, what took you so long? Welcome to the party, pal. That's, oh man, it's such a good movie. I, I think you come out of the womb, you know, lay with your parents, get, get comfortable with them, learn to latch this, that, and the other. But then the next thing you do after you figure out eating is you show your kids Red Dawn. I think you show them Red Dawn right away. They'll get it. You, th- you might say, oh, he doesn't even know how to talk or anything. They'll get it. They'll get it. We need to raise people who are willing to stand up and do the right thing like the boys in Red Dawn do. Probably just lost some, some viewers and listeners to that. But I, I think it makes sense. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie, sh- and honestly, it, it shaped me probably more than it should have. Love it. Love it. Okay. We are going to head on over to Booze and Banter. We've got, like, again, some, some discussion about Ukraine, Russia. What triggers the possibility of a tactical nuke being used? What doesn't? I'm going to show you a video on, on David Petraeus saying what he think the U.S. response would be. Oh, man. Like I said, we got to talk Scooby-Doo. We all love Scooby-Doo growing up. I know there's some, some subtle or not so subtle <laughs> kind of stuff going on behind the scenes with Scooby-Doo. We all love Scooby-Doo growing up. And something that we all knew to be true back then has actually become true. So we'll talk about that. Explain what I'm telling you. Lori Lightfoot. I got to show you something about Lori Lightfoot. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to show you anyways. We got this other scene. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff. We're going to get into a bunch of stuff. You just need to get there. I'm going to tell you exactly what the link is because I'm going to share it with you right now because I'm a nice guy. And this is where we're going to be. Here it is. And I've grabbed some clips of some funny cop scenes. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. Um, So we got clips of the best cop movies. Here's the link. You guys can all see it. We'll look forward to seeing you over there. Get yourself an account. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. We'll be there in about five or so minutes. Get yourself a drink. Bring some questions and bring some fun. We'll see you there. If we can't see you there for any reason, we'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com.